Hello, and welcome to the Enduring Sound Doctrine Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Chris Roberts Sr., and I have a very exciting podcast today. I'm very excited about today's topic, but let's go ahead and start with a quick word of prayer. Father, we say thank you. We thank you for yet another opportunity to learn of your word. Lord God, impart your wisdom. Open the ears of our heart that we get an understanding, Lord God. These things we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, again, I'd like to thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first podcast, you won't be disappointed, but you can go back and listen to the previous five podcasts. And it kind of sets a foundation for what I'm going to talk about today. And what I'm going to talk about today might actually seem a little bit repetitive, but I believe it's something new and um, we're dealing with uh, foundational things and, and as far as I'm concerned. But to me, it's all the same. When I learn foundation things or when I learn something deep about God, it's all the same. I get more excited about the foundational things, however. And that's why I created this podcast. That's why I wanted to do, to do this podcast. Because the Bible, as we've read several times before, the Bible says in Hebrews that we must leave the foundation in order to go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation because it's already been left. So we need to understand this foundation in order to get to perfection. And everyone has their idea of what perfection is. Um, But you can have the prettiest building in the world. But if it's not on a firm foundation, it's going to fall. And my hope is that I build up your foundation, build up your the foundations of your faith and that you'll you'll go on and this will be a springboard for you in your walk with Christ because it is a walk and we must be able to walk this out. What I want to talk about today is the universe. And when you break that word down, uni means one and verse means that, the verse in the Bible. And to me the universe, the the one verse is the first verse of the entire Bible which is Genesis 1 and 1, which is what we call the creation story or the creation of the universe. So it's very fitting that, um, you know, that's what it's called, the universe, because it all began with one, the first verse of the Bible, the, the number one verse. All right, so let's, I'll just read that again in your hearing. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And this is not an uncommon scripture. We've all we've all read this scripture, uh, hopefully, and we've probably just glossed past it. But when you look into what is really there, and a lot of the uh, of my Jewish brethren understand what's there, you know that everything is just about contained in this one verse. So let's dive deep into it. All right. So, as we have already discussed, the Old Testament, the Old Testament was written or translated from Hebrew. And this Hebrew language was a series of written uh, letters. And those letters were originally pictographs. If you follow this podcast, you'll know that every podcast has a link where you can study this for yourself. Okay? Okay. 
So the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet is the word Aleph. The second letter is Bet. Kind of fitting alphabet, Aleph and Bet. The last letter is Tau. And there's 22 letters. And each letter has a phonetic sound that it makes, just like our English letters. Also, each letter has a value. Again, go to the website, follow the link in, in the description, and you'll see all of this for yourself for those values. So the first letter's value is 1, the second letter is 2, the third is 3, and that follows that pattern all the way till you get to the 11th letter, which is kuf or kaf, and that value is 20. Then it goes 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, and the letter kuf is 100. The next letter, resh, is 200. The next letter, shin, is 300. And the last letter, tau, is 400. And if you understand uh, the Hebrew lettering, each letter was originally a picture. So aleph, the first letter, was originally a picture of an ox. And along with being a picture, they also had a meaning. So aleph was an ox. When you picture an ox, you think of something that's pulling a, an ox is a male cow or bull, and it's something that they used, to, they put a yoke on its neck and they used it to till the ground. So it had to be very strong. And that's what an ox means. It means strong. It means first or leader because the ox would pull things. The next letter, bet, was originally a picture of a house or a tent where the family lived. And it kind of, if you want to know what the picture graph looked like, then picture our, our English lowercase b and turn it on its back. And you have a picture of a hut with a little bit of land on it. That's what their houses looked like back then. So it's very fitting. Okay. And then all the way to Tau. Tau is the last letter. And that was actually a picture of a cross. And you can imagine. There's Va, which is a picture of a nail. So even in their... Language in the Hebrew language, you got a nail and a cross. So I think you can kind of picture where that's going. All right. All right. So Genesis 1 and 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that word in the beginning is reshith. And because it's the first verse, uh, the original Hebrew text for this first verse in the Torah puts a bet, the letter bet, in front of that. So you would pronounce it Barashith. Bara created Elohim, God, Shamayim, the heavens, and the earth, Eretz. All right? So in, I'm going to focus on in the beginning here. The word in the beginning in the original Hebrew text is barashith. Those letters that make up the word as bet, resh, aleph, shin, yad, and tau. Bet was originally a picture of a house. Resh was a picture of a man's head. Aleph was a picture of an ox. Shin was a picture of teeth, and that speaks of destroying something. Yad was originally a picture of an arm and a hand at the end of it. And this speaks of work or doing something. And Tao, like I just said, was originally a picture of a, 
of a cross. Now, when you study the Hebrew pictographs, you'll realize that sometimes when you try to get the meaning of those pictures, if you just got house, head, ox, teeth, arm, cross, what does that mean? Okay, so we'll break it down. So like I said, the first two letters are bet and resh, which is bar, which is a word unto itself, bar, which means son. Aleph and Shin are the next two letters, consecutive letters, and that's the word Aish, which is a strong sacrifice or destroyed. And then Yad is arm and Tau is cross. So the phrase in the beginning, the pictograph of that word speaks of a son being destroyed or sacrificed with his arms on a cross. And we all know what that points to. We got Easter coming up, and we're probably all studying this story now, re reliving the gospel story. But Jesus died on a cross. He was nailed to a cross. So the for in the beginning, from the very, very beginning, God always planned to send Jesus to die on a cross with his arms on a cross. This tells the redemptive story. We have, there's no mention of Adam. We don't even have, all we have is heaven and earth. We don't even have the, the plants. We don't have animals and we don't have man. But we already have the son of man being stretched with his arms on the cross. That got me very excited when I, when I discovered this. I wanted to know more and more about this Hebrew language. I wanted to know more and more about the Bible. Was this just a coincidence? Absolutely not, is the answer. Spoiler alert. It is not a coincidence. It is not a coincidence. All right, let's continue with that. We're talking about the creation story. The next word I want to focus on is shamayim, which is heaven. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The heaven is Ha-Shayim. ha, -shai ha shai uh, The letters are He, Shin, Va, uh, Mem, Yad, and Mem again. The letters He, Shin, and Mem make up the word the name. Shin and Mem is name, Shem. Shin and Mem is Shem. Just like Noah's son, Shem. And that's why every descendant of Shem is a Semite. That's where the Jewish people come from, the name. In Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. That word here is Shama, which is Shen, Mem, and Ayin. Again, Shen and Mem is the name or name, and Ayin is experience. So that word here is experience the name. And so it's all right there in this verse. So back to the word heaven. He, Shen, and Mem, Hashem, the name. And then the last two letters are Yod and Mem, which is Yim or water or sea. So even right here in the first verse, you got the name and water. 
Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.38. Jesus said, Except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You need the name and water that's in the word heaven. Let me uh, quote it because I don't like misquoting. Let me go to that. It's very common. John chapter 3. John chapter 3 and verse 8 is what I want. This is from the mouth of Jesus. Okay, this is not what I'm making up. Uh, not 3 and 8, I'm sorry, 3 and 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In verse 3, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You must, ye must be born again. And we've read these verses several times. But it's embedded right here in the first verse, the universe, the first verse. And so why this is important to me anyway, and to every um, believer out there, is that you understand what Jesus is saying here. When he says you must be born of water and the spirit. No, he's not talking about natural birth. He tells Nicodemus, if I said unto you the things, uh, where is he said, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? John 3 and 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that we know and we testify that we seen and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe? If I tell you of heavenly things, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you must be born of water and the spirit. Paul reinforces this in Romans chapter 6. We are buried with him in baptism. Colossians chapter 2 as well. Baptism is a fundamental doctrine of Christ. Hebrews chapter 6 and 2, the doctrine of baptisms, because you must be baptized in water and in spirit. My goodness. And so it's right here in the first verse. If there was any doubt, I'm going to stay in that same vein in John chapter 3, but I'm going back to Genesis 1. Now, I told you that every letter has a value. So when you look at Rashith in the beginning, without the bet, because the bet was there because that speaks of the beginning and God using his wisdom, and we'll get into the wisdom part. So if you add up Rashith, that adds up to 911. And the same principle applies for the Greek in the New Testament. And I'm going to read a verse here in the New Testament, John chapter 3, verse 23. And I wanted to do this podcast around this time because we're at three. Today's 326, but we were at 323. And all this year I've been sharing first uh, verses on Facebook 
are centered around the date. So I, obviously 316, I had a lot of options. But here's 323, John 323. And John also was baptizing, that's John the Baptist, in Enon near Salem, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized. So that's two things for me. Baptism cannot happen without water. You must have water. And the Holy Ghost had not came yet. So any kind of baptism that was going to take place took place with water. After Jesus died and rose again and sent the promise of the Holy Ghost, then they were baptized with fire, as he put it. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost, of course. But here they're being baptized, and they were baptized at Enon because there was much water there. That word Enon in the Greek, when you add up the Greek values, that adds up to 911. The root of that word Enon is the word Ayan, which is actually a Hebrew letter, Ayan. But that word Ayan speaks up of spring of water. So that word Enon in the Greek adds up to 9-11. Guess what else adds up to 9-11? In the beginning. That phrase, in the beginning, is 9-11. Coincidence. I don't think so. Not a coincidence. The phrase, born of water, in English So if A is 2, B is, I'm sorry, A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, and Z, our last letter is 26. If you add up the phrase born of water, you'll get 137. Guess what word is the 137th word in Strong's Dictionary? Strong lists the words in both the Old and the New Testament from 1 to whatever the last word is. So in the Old Testament, there's some 8,000, over close to 9,000 words. The first word is ab, which is father. And so in the Greek, it's the same thing. The, the 25th word in the Greek is agape, which is love. So the 137th word is enon. Born of water in English adds up to 137. The 137th word in the Greek dictionary of Strong's, is Enon. Uh, I'll put a description, or I'll put a link in the description about Strong's, and hopefully everyone is familiar about Strong's Concordance. That's almost cross-denominational. Okay, so this is not this is not coincidence. Born of water is equal to Enon. Enon is equal to in the beginning. The word heaven, again, is the name and sea, water. In the beginning, 9-11 equals Enon, which is born of water. The, that word born is 49. 49, of course, is 7 times 7, and this speaks of remission or forgiveness of sins. Be ye baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Oh, let's go back to the Bible real quick, and we'll go back to the creation story. I'm going to go to Proverbs 
chapter 3. 3.19 says, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. The Lord by wisdom, that word wisdom is shakma. Again, if you use what's called the ordinal, so in the Hebrew, again, if we do the same principle where Aleph is one, Bet is two, and Tau is 22, the last letter, the word for wisdom adds up to 37. If we use the standard values that I, um, that I uh, laid out at the beginning, it adds up to 73. <clears throat> when you go back to Genesis 1 and 1, if you add up all the letters that make up the phrase, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, you get a value of 2,701. And I want you to take a wild guess as to what two numbers multiplied together equal 2,701. That's right. 37 and 73. We just read in Proverbs, Solomon was the wisest man, natural man, born of a natural woman and a father. His father was David. We know Jesus to be the wisest man ever. But Solomon was, Jesus was both God and man. Solomon was all man. And you remember in the third chapter, I believe, of Second Kings, or I'm sorry, of uh, Second Chronicles, but uh, or in the third chapter of Kings, uh, God told Solomon to or told Solomon to ask anything you want, and he asked for wisdom. He said, "Because you haven't asked for riches, I will grant it for you." He wanted wisdom, so he knew how to rule God's people. And so Solomon wrote this in the third chapter of. Proverbs 19, the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. And that's crazy. It's not, it's not crazy in the sense that it's unbelievable, but people want to think that all of this is a coincidence. This is not a coincidence. All right. So again, the word for wisdom in the ordinal sense, if we take the order of the letters that make up the word wisdom, shokmah, then that equals 37. If we do the standard value that the Hebrews put in place from the beginning, it equals 73. The Genesis 1 and 1, the first verse, equals 2,701. And the two numbers for wisdom, 37 and 73, multiplied together, equal 2,701. Why is this important, Brother Chris? Again, we're establishing, we're establishing the order for this Bible and why this Bible is put together the way it is. Again, I told you in the first podcast why I advocate for a King James Bible, and this is this is it. You can't change these words. You can't change. You take out English words. That means you got to take out the Hebrew words with them, and then this doesn't even happen. But we, if you read 2 Timothy 3.16, you know all of these scriptures were given by inspiration from God. Every writer from Moses to Paul to John. This spans several, several millennia. Several millennia of these different writers. Yet 
the same structure, the same order, the same number theory exists. That's because they came from the same creator. There's no reason to doubt what you believe. No reason. And once you understand, it says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were made, how the worlds were made. Hebrews 11 and 3. You have to under, open up the understanding of your heart. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were formed, framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. We're formed by the word of God. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. That, of course, is talking about Jesus. I, 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 found it, I find it disingenuous when people, when describing the Godhead, say he was father in creation and son in redemption and Holy Ghost in salvation or however it goes. But that's not biblical. Because as I just as we have established, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning is a picture of the son being sacrificed with his arms on the cross. The same was with God in the beginning with God. John 1 and 2. All things were made by him. Talking about the word. And without him was not anything made that was made. Proverbs 3 and 19 says he made everything with his wisdom. Paul writes to the uh, Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 21, for after that in the wisdom of God of the world, by wisdom knew not God. It would please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I'm looking for the verse that says, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greek, I'm in 1 Corinthians 1, 24, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Of God. So Paul established that Jesus is the wisdom of God. And we just established what that wisdom did. <laughs> okay? And I don't want to get into a Godhead dis discussion, but you kind of can't, you kind of cannot get into that discussion when you're talking about the first verse. So I'm going to go here. 1 John chapter 5. John, this is the same John that said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. John had revelation. John wrote revelation. He knew Jesus. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the father, the word and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. OK. All right. So, again, we're talking about the universe. The wisdom of God, the word wisdom, chokmah, when you add up the letters, add up to 37 in the order of which the letters are written. Well, guess what? Let's go to Psalms 37. Let's go to 37 and verse 37. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the for the end of that man is peace. In Isaiah, they call he calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. Oops, and I just gave it away. 
37 and 37 adds up to 74. The word Jesus, when you add it up in our English alphabet, where A is 1, B is 2, and Z is 26, adds up to 74. 37 and 37. It always points back to Jesus. So again, with his with God's wisdom, he created the world. The word wisdom in Hebrew, ordinal, is 37. And in the value, it's 73. 37 times 73 is 2,701. 2,701 is the value of the universe. So I just want to thank you again for tuning in. That was very exciting. But uh, that was just the beginning. Okay, and I know it's hard to visualize these things through a podcast, but uh, pray on it, study it and see it for yourself. And hopefully you'll tune in next time. We'll, we'll, We'll go deeper in this. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this time to be before your word. We ask that you hide this word in our heart. Let it find good ground and grow, Father. And I ask that you bless each and every listener of this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. And until the next time.